You know, we are on a journey. You know, on the one hand, we want to live a long life, and then on the other hand, we, we don't want to age. And I, that's a completely undoable expectation that you can live a long life and do it by not aging. Like, we just are handed these messages of like, for whatever you do, don't get old, but also live as long as you possibly can. Like, Welcome back. Today, I am sitting down and having an incredible conversation with Barbie Liss. Barbie is a certified life coach, Reiki and energy healer, international retreat facilitator and personal trainer who is passionate about helping women to release and shed the shame associated with aging. This is such an incredible interview and there was so many mind-blowing moments and I love how she discusses the revival of the wise woman archetype and I can't wait for you to dive in. Hello, Barbie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, this is going to be an amazing conversation. I can't wait to hear everything you're going to share and pick your brain a little bit. <laughs> so can you just start by telling everybody everybody a little bit about what you do and uh, maybe also where you're from? Yeah, for sure. I'm in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, which is currently getting dark already later in the afternoon. It's kind of sad. Um, and I am the anti-aging anti coach. I work with women to shed shame around aging and undo messages that we've been taught and narratives that we've absorbed and accepted so that we can shed any shame that has to do with aging and fully walk in celebration and empowered into our next chapters. Wow. Story. <laughs> yeah. Just that little thing, you know, Yeah, oh, that is so, it's so refreshing actually. Um, because it's something that I feel is a little bit of an undercurrent, right? Like it's, it's this tone, it's this ex expectation of what women or people, what beauty is, what aging is supposed to look like, what it's not supposed to be. And it's this undercurrent of all these things we've believed and so many, you know, people walking around with these not good enoughs and all this stuff. So it's such a, it's just such a powerful message that really probably impacts everybody. Would you, would you say that, that your clients are kind of vast and that this issue impacts so many people? Absolutely. And I think that my, like you said, it's, it is everybody. And my journey that led me here is very connected to looking at societal conditioning from other areas, really, um, that just snowballed into noticing the anti-aging message as I was approaching my, my 60th birthday this past summer. And I think standing in the drugstore one day under the aisle that was labeled anti-aging. And I thought, what, what is that? Like, why is there an aisle called anti-aging and why don't the men have one? And like, why? right. So it was, and I've been, I had been peeling through societal conditioned messaging and I work with my clients to undo that and generational wound healing and mother wound stuff. And that's been my path, but it's all walked me into looking at the messages that we've been handed around aging that we haven't even really thought about it. we just accepted them like most conditioned messages right and here we are my own generation who I call us the because I said so era <laughs> because we grew up on I because I said so was our answer from our parents and we were literally taught not to question anything and so we didn't and then we were handed this anti-aging message so we accepted that too and I think the impact 
is so much deeper than our skin level, right? And I'm seeing it in my own generation um, who are unable to celebrate the power of our years. And I'm witnessing it already in my children and their generation who are like, you know, in their later 20s and early 30s who are already in a panic <laughs> because maybe there's a gray hair or a little line or like it's, you know, there's that idea that you have to have it all done by 35 and then it's over from there. And like, I just stepped fully into my, into my power and decided like, this has to be a message we change. Where is the, the wise woman archetype in our culture? And I've claimed her back and I'm, I'm hoping to create an army of women to walk with me and to like bring her back, not just for my own generation who are impacted, like you said, with self-doubt and, and a whole lot of not enoughness from the messages we've absorbed, but we're passing them to our daughters and to every woman behind us. And it's, it's impactful and it's unhealthy and it's, it needs to be changed. We need to reclaim that wild feminine wise woman archetype because she's missed. She's been missed. She's needed. Mm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like 100% the aisle of anti-aging. I've thought of that so many times and I don't really watch TV anymore, especially stuff with commercials, but I used to remember all this like anti-aging this and anti-aging that. And um, especially knee deep on the spiritual journey, I started realizing like to resist aging is to resist life, <laughs> right? right? To resist aging is to literally resist what is, which is the whole practice of surrender and the moment. And right. it just is this thing that we don't even look at it as being non-spiritual because it's just like, well, I just don't want wrinkles. I just want to look like when my skin was youthful or, right. you know, whatever, like that magazine person who's also Photoshopped. Um, we don't think of it <laughs> like 25. a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 25 and Photoshop. Um, and we don't look at it like it's actually getting in the way of our life path and our energy force and all of that. So I just really felt a lot with that. And, and as you were saying, the woman, it's like discounting the years and the wisdom yeah. And only looking at what the physical shell is up to. And even the physical shell, like I've had kids, stuff is different, but I actually can fully look at it now. Like it's because I've had children. It's not oh. a bad thing. Like, you know, so anyway, thank you. There was so much in there that just led to all these other thoughts and inspirations. It's so powerful. Yeah. So tell me more about like, about that embracing the years and the wisdom versus just what your body's doing and judging it. Yes, thank you. I love that. Um, yes, it does impact far deeper than our skin. And, and it is a are on a journey. We, you know, we we look at aging as um, you know, on the one hand, we want to live a long life, and then on the other hand, we we don't want to age. And I like that's that's a completely undoable expectation that you can live a long life and do it by not aging like where do, and we don't even think about it like we just are handed these messages of like for whatever you do don't get old but also live as long as you possibly can like there's this expectation of of what it should look like instead of celebrating like I love that you said the baby thing because I use that all the time when I'm working with women in circle and I do a whole thing on loving your body and loving your aging body and like thank that belly that doesn't look like it did when you were 16 because you literally created life three times right like you're a freaking goddess 
It's, there's no shame in a belly that's created life. It should be honored and revered and celebrated. Like you've literally created a human life. That's gorgeous. And, and I look now at, at my kids that are like, they all have birthdays this week. So they're like 27, 30 and 32. And I'm seeing them and their peers. They're now stepping into all the experiences that I show on my face. And I think there's something really gorgeous for my generation to be able to celebrate that we've had these years and to be able to like take our seat in that circle to sort of step back and now witness and offer from a place of love and guidance. And, and like, I'm here for you. You have young children. You might have questions. You might have worries or, you know, you're a young mom and I'm here to say to you, like, I'm here. I've been there. I'm, I'm happy to share my experience and wisdom from a place of, you know, warm, loving arms. And that's to be really celebrated and honored. And my children's generation, the young moms here, like they need that. They need that. And for my generation to deny our seat in the circle denies our daughters that archetype, like that woman who's going to hold space for her. Right. And I think that's really dangerous. I think it's really, you know, so when I started working, I thought I was going to work when I started working as a coach, I thought that I was going to work with women my own age. And I love earlier when you said that it's really every woman, because I'm really finding that most women my age are not really open, <laughs> right? We've been taught a lot of conditioned messages that are, you know, my friends will say to me, well, Barbie, that's just the way it is. But it's not like it's, you've been taught that it's just the way it is. And they're like, well, it's just the way it is. I'm like, okay, so it's a tougher sell, but who I'm finding is coming to me are those that are my age that are ready to step into that seat. And every woman that walks behind us who wants a better example of what it can look like. It's, it's a message of, it is not over when you hit 40. It's really not. You're walking into a gorgeous piece of a gorgeous chapter of your life that, that if you are open to celebrating it, it's really a beautiful place to be. Yeah. I love that you said that we want to live forever and also don't want to age. Yeah. And that ropes into what you're saying here. It's like, we want the wisdom, but not the wisdom lines on our face. Right. We want to look like we're 20, but we want to feel like we have the confidence of 50 <laughs> right. or 60 or, you know, it's like, how can you actually have it all? Right. You can't accept the, the big part of me goes, you can, when you fully embrace who you are, because then you can have the confidence. And also the way you look is more, I'm not going to say youthful and like something we attain, but joyful people just look healthier and happier. So you're going to look as great as you possibly will through the joy yeah. also having the wisdom and sort of the groundedness of the years, but you can't get that while you're always trying to chase you know, what you were, what you think you should be or what that person, you know. Right. And like. honestly, even when you were chasing the, what you were, when you were that you were chasing something else that was also unattainable. So the truth mm. is as a society, we need to redefine beauty completely. Mm. And, and let's be like, to me, to redefine beauty means that you, you recognize that it is something that radiates from within. It's your, your heart and soul that shines 
out. It's your confidence. It's your power. It's you embracing you and your essence that radiates beauty. And to try to hold to some unattainable expectation of beauty, which honestly, when we were 20, we tried the same thing. We were always trying to be something other than what we were. And, you know, now I'm saying like, I've earned every one of the wrinkles on my face. I've earned every gray hair on my head. I'm like, you know, and my friends will, I'm the only one who hasn't injected anything and, and they'll, they'll question it. And I say to them, well, what's wrong with having a wrinkle? And their answer is, well, you, you don't want you to look old. Okay. But what's wrong with it? Like what's actually wrong with looking 60 or 70 or whatever, like what's wrong with it? And there's actually not an answer, right? Like nobody has an answer. It's just what we've always been told to avoid at all costs. And we just jump on that, you know, don't look old thing. But I'm asking now, like, what's wrong with it? Really, can you give me an answer besides don't do it, right? Like what's wrong with the wrinkles? They show that I've I've lived, I've lived all of it. I've, there's little I haven't experienced. I have the joy, the sorrow, that all of it, I've been there and, and I show it and that's, and I'm here. I'm, I'm here and I'm standing in my power confidently in spite of the whole journey or not in spite of, but like because of the whole mm-hmm. journey. And I think that we need to flip our script to like, to celebrate and honor the women that are older instead of shaming them for, you know, we tend to push them aside. We become invisible, right? Instead of, instead of celebrated, there's so many cultures that celebrate their elder women who they go to them for teachings and guidance. And we've kind of just shoved ours aside. And the word I hear all the time with clients around my age group is invisible. Mm. That's really sad. We should not be invisible. We should be looked to not past. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's like I can just see in tribes and in smaller communities, like the elders are not only respected, but centered around. It almost feels like they're the center of the family. They're at the center of the dinner and the kids running around and the, you know, elders are there because it's, there's such a, they are the community, really. (laughs) I remember. And doesn't that bring you like a really warm feeling? Yes. Like Like when you think back to your grandmother and you like curled up on her lap, there was nothing in you that was like, oh, she's got wrinkles. And it, you know, it just felt warm and safe and held. And that is, that is the role we get to take now in our older years. And it's gorgeous. It is. It really is. I remember going to my Nana when I was young and going, Nana, without you, none of us would be here. And I had this like little realization, like, wow. And she's like, yeah, because it's like, without you, my mom wouldn't be here. And then I wouldn't be here. And my cousins wouldn't be here. And my, you know, and it just was this moment of, wow, that's cool. Like you're neat grandma. You're super powerful. Yeah. (laughs) And then think of like, for your grandmother, just like I, well, my kids are kind of scattered everywhere right now, but the truth is my best vision would be to like, to be sitting on my couch or probably me on the floor playing, but whatever I'd I'd love to be like being able to sit and witness my children doing what I loved doing so much when I was their age and just holding that space as the, like, it is me that holds it all together. And Mm. that's a gorgeous privilege. 
Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous privilege. There should be no shame attached to this phase of life at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's mind blowing that that there is. And the more I dive into it with clients, the more I hear, you know, like the word invisible or you know, I've noticed it a little myself too. Like, and you go out there and you're kind of looked past now. You're not really, if I'm out with my, with my daughter, the people will speak to her and kind of past me. And I thinking like, I'm getting it. I'm getting the invisible thing. And what is that? Like, why are we so young focused that we think someone older is no longer of value? And here we are, I am working with women to like claim that value and claim your worth all the way through. It's not over until it's actually over, right? And mm-hmm. and things like we talk about aging and when does aging start? Like quite literally from the moment you're born, you're aging. I've been aging for 60 years, but it seems that we have like, you know, you're little and then you're like in public school and then you're a teenager and then you're in your 20s and then your 30s and then you're old, maybe your 40s and then you're old. And then you're right? old. And old is just like a whole, right? You hit 49, old right? That's why, what is that? You know, we've been aging forever. I've been aging. We all have since the day we were born, right? Yeah. I love that because I think so much of it is, I mean, back to the whole modern day thing of judgment, right? Separation and judgment. And so even your friends and you going, but what's wrong with the wrinkle, what's wrong with the wrinkle is the fact that they've made it wrong. And that's why they can't really actually say anything about it. Um, and I, I love, first of all, that you challenge the people around you to expand their thinking, <laughs> even if it's just a friend and even if it's just a, yeah, but what's wrong? Cause they, they go on and think about it too. Right. No matter right. what their choices end up being, it's still, right. it's still good to do that. So kudos <laughs> to you. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's all judgment. It's like, I judge that that wrinkle shouldn't be there or right. that, um, this idea about this is not the way it should be. And um, yeah, it's crazy. Cause even with your friends, if I heard that what's deeper than that is I can't love myself with wrinkles. Do you know what I mean? Like 100%. who would you become if you could love yourself anyway? Can you love yourself in the shell you're in, whether it's about age or it's about weight or it's a disability or whatever you're going to call that. Can you love yourself anyway? That's like the hardcore seeker journey, but not everybody's up for that. And it's like, no, I can't, I can't love myself with crow's nests or with 20 extra right. pounds or with saggy boobs. It's like, but that is the journey, right? It is. And it comes with like, you know, you are, you are in that body, right? And it's taken you through. And this year is a great example of the past two years. Like your body has kept you alive literally during a global pandemic. Like what about that? Can you beat your body up for, you know, like that? Thank you body for like, I'm still here when so many have not made it through a global pandemic or whatever your story is personally, like your body has taken you through all of it. Right. So I've often given the example of like a freaky Friday kind of feel like what if you woke up each morning for a week in a different body, different race, different gender, different shape, different size, different. And each morning you'd likely wake up and you'd look in the mirror and you think, oh, my God, like I feel like and you'd still be referring to you. Inside. Oh, now I'm this and now I, but it's still you. And you'd ask like, how do I feel today in this body? But you're still talking to the you that's deep within it, right? 
that's who you want to love whatever shape and body it's still you talking to you it's your relationship with you regardless of your body right and and your body is the thing that's walking you through this whole lifetime mm-hmm. it should be honored and thanked with gratitude every day mm-hmm. right so if i've developed a a, a wrinkle okay i've I've had like 60 years of smiling that created that line. I've had also like you will develop a wrinkle. Even well, you, even you, even you, you will develop. Yes. Because you know, our skin changes and we've been smiling hopefully for a long time. And that leaves a little mark, right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a smile line. It's a it's, you know, these are my this is my life story right here on my face. Right. Mm-hmm. And I there should it there's no shame in that. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to ask about, um, like the impact you think that the media and all of that has had, but also social media with like filters that was just coming up as we were talking. And the one thing I want to say before is I feel like there's been a double edged thing where if you ever see like a celebrity, Jennifer Aniston or something and her Instagram, there's a lot of people that don't filter every little thing. There's, there's celebrities that do, but I'll sometimes see celebrities that are kind of getting older. Cause we all are that you're used to seeing on the cover of a magazine. And then you see them in a photo and you're like, Oh, she is wrinkles too. Right. And I know a lot of those are Photoshopped, but yeah. sometimes I see these pictures where I'm like, Oh, there's the, uh, the actual way that that person looks. Yeah. And it's refreshing because people are craving more authenticity out there, but we have just gone through like a good decade of massive filters and Photoshops and all that. So I'd like to hear your take on all of that. Mm, wow. I could go on for a long time on this one, but mm-hmm. yes, I think that I've written about this on my, on my post about how people say no filter needed. And I'll say like, there's no filter needed, like ever there's ever no filter needed. Sure. They're fun. Sometimes have a good time. And I always ask people like, what's your why, right? If you're using a filter, cause it's fun, do it. If you're using a filter because you think you're not good enough, the way you look and you're hiding your, your authenticity, then, then don't do it. That's not needed. Like then it gets detrimental. And that's when we get into, a lot of not enoughness and all body positivity and, and wrinkles and all of it is, is dangerous because we're passing the message are, you know, like our, our daughters are watching. And I say our daughters, like, I mean, like as matriarchs of a society, the daughters of society are watching. And if I am forever in the mirror going, Oh my God, I look awful. I have a wrinkle. My daughters are watching and they're learning a fear. So we're lead, we lead by example, right? If I'm leading by example of fear and denial, those that walk behind me get that example of fear and denial. And you're seeing it younger and younger, women in their 20s already getting Botox and already like using products and already to avoid, you know, that's, that is impacting our value, our self-value. The anti-aging industry last year in the US alone made $58.5 billion, all on making us feel shitty about ourselves mm-hmm. so that we buy a product, right? And it's, you know, on the surface, you could say, well, they're trying to sell their product, you know, it's a business, but it's having a really big impact on a society that's now 
you know, and I'll take it, like, I'll take it for my generation. I'll say like, again, we were taught not to question. We were told because I said so. We were the seen and not heard. We were literally told that. So we didn't question. And our lack of questioning has led us to accept things unquestioningly. And now it's done damage, like in my own generation and rippled downward. So I'm like undoing all that conditioning I'm offering. I'll say I'm an unteacher. I'm going to like, we're going to unlearn all the messages. And I would say to people like, just start questioning. It's okay to question. Like when you, when you think about things that are, when your response internally is, well, that's just the way it is. Ask yourself, is it though? <laughs> is it, does it have to be that way? It's if it's just the way it is that we don't want to get wrinkles or gray hair or or gain weight or whatever it is why why can't we just fully celebrate who we are let's let's remove judgment and let's replace it with celebration and i love that asking yourself why you're using the filter i that really hits home because having a business online i've noticed in the last like i've been doing this about 7 years in this kind of way online and Facebook and all the things. Um, and I've noticed just more and more filters and more and more people filtering. And you can put a filter on a video now, which in the beginning, you couldn't do a filter on a video unless it was just kind of like a color, but anyways, you can like change features. It's just all these things. And I remember quite a long time ago, having this thought of like, I'm meant to impact people online, but I'm also, my highest expression is also retreats and, you know, like in-person events being on stage. And I don't want people to show up and not recognize me. Yeah. I had this thought of like, no, Talia, keep it authentic. And I'm not going to say I've never used a filter, but I'm not going to try to make myself have puffier lips or make myself not look who I am. Even my assistant, I have promo photos and photos I use that are no makeup or completely natural. And I say like, make sure you're putting these in along with the sort of promo photos, because this is actually how I look. And that promo photo was a day I put on makeup and, you know, there was lighting and there, but this is actually how I look driving in my yeah. car with my kids. And so and I just you love that you said that. And just think of this also, like, I'm going to go back. So remember sitting in your grandmother's apartment and looking at old photo albums. And like, I remember my grandmother saying to me like, this was my mom and this was my sister. And I'm thinking, you know, my grand, my grandchildren are going to look back at my generation's photos and go, wow, like she looked like she had like big lips and she had like, you know, like there's no evidence of what we actually look like. And why? Whoa. Whoa. Right. We are someone's ancestor. Oh man. So powerful. So who who do you want to be as that ancestor? Like what seeds do you want to plant? What, right? Like we need to plant the right seeds. I want to be the ancestor that somebody can, can continue nurturing that seed with pride. Right. And then not someone who tried to deny or, you know, like let's, that needs to be healed. All that conditioning and wounding and, it's led us to a place of, I mean, the world's not in the best place right now. <laughs> There's a lot to heal. And I think it needs to start with, I think a lot of it is the reclamation of the wise woman archetype and the, and the divine wild feminine within her and let her take that seat so that we can lead by empowered, embodied example of something 
gorgeous rather than fear and denial. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So what do you see in your clients and in your observations of the world? Um, how do you feel like this is impacting women, like in their daily life as mothers, grand scale? What do you see? Mm-hmm. Um, there are common threads that run through the women that come to me. Um, there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of shame and judgment personally, a lot of fear of shame and judgment that may be received. There's a lot of people pleasing. There's a lot of, um, I guess maybe more in my generation, there's like, you know, there's societal conditioned expectations of the woman's role and the man's role more. So that's, that's dissipating a bit, but we're still left with the wounding of it. So there's still for women that are like out there working and doing both and being a mom at the same time, there's still like feelings of shame no matter what we're doing. We always feel shamed. If you're working, you should be at home with your kids. If you're at home with your kids, you should be working. If you're like, whatever it or is. If you like, don't have kids, you should. Have or you kids. don't have kids because you choose not to, God forbid. Or right? you can't, right? But like, or you, yeah, mm-hmm. right? There's always something that we feel shamed about. So that is a common thread everywhere. I work with people to, we peel back to heal whatever wounding they are sitting with so that, um, so we can reframe it and re- and recultivate the seed. We dig it back to the seed and we replant it and we nurture it differently and we offer a different perspective and watching people rise out like fully empowered in their, in their own power is like, literally I'm the one crying in those sessions. <laughs> it's not them. It's me when they like claim their, you know, I say like, by the end, we're going to put that crown on and you're going to walk out like that badass goddess that you are and I'm the one bawling when they're like fully claiming that at the end of our work together but that's in my one-on-one as a as a group I do I'm I'm going to be launching but I'll throw it out there secretly now (laughs) um an anti-anti-aging sisterhood tribe that's going to be like a 10-week program and it's going to Um, I want to attract women of every age who just are ready to like undo all this. There's going to be teachings and and circles and conversations on just creating a movement that's going to just change this whole narrative. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is like, I think the anti-aging, it's almost like at the beginning, how I was saying it's in everything because I personally weight and body was my sort of big struggle that ended up being, of course, my biggest gift, but that was my rock bottom. That was my, you know, my thing. And it was always like, I should be skinnier and I should look like these celebrities and, and all of that. But as I grow and, and now that I've thankfully, I feel so blessed to have healed that it's coming, like I can look back and go, it's coming from such a weird place. It's not just about weight. And it's what you're touching on too. It's like the woman should sort of be like it all like looking young, but be the mom, but be the, you know, now it's like, you have to be the breadwinner too, or the entrepreneur or like wear that badge of honor. And you have to do this and you have to do that. And you should be thin or you should have whatever skin is in right now, or, you know, (laughs) it's like, we can't just be us. And fully show up as that. And I really feel like the the process of growing older has brought me so much wisdom in that way that personally, maybe just because I'm a 
energetic being, I would never go back to the, I don't care how skinny I was or how fit I was. And I think that I sort of idolized that time or something. Mm-hmm. I was so insecure. I so was looking to everyone else for who I should be. Right. And that could have never made me into the powerful mother, leader, helper, wife, friend, person of society that I am while I'm sort of so worried about what I look like. And, and it just, it held me back. It got into every single area of life, including even, you know, being with my husband, not wanting to be intimate, not wanting to be on stage, not wanting to be out in the world, not wanting to wear a dress, not wanting to wear a bathing suit. Like it just was everywhere. And I can see that with the anti-aging as well as it's like, you never want to I don't know. It's like showing up online, going to someone's house. So many people wear so much makeup and it's like, what are you, what are you hiding from? Right. You know, I love makeup. It's fun, but who are you hiding from? Like, what Again, are you trying it's to your do? Why? If you're putting on makeup, cause you're going out and you want to get like all done up. Cause you feel like a queen, then hell do it. But if you're, if you're doing it again, if your why is because you feel shame about something that we'll call society will call an imperfection that one like why is it imperfect to have you <laughs> like where in that is there's nothing imperfect there's no lines wrinkles we these aren't it's it's not a problem to be fixed my wrinkles aren't a problem to be fixed right and I see it for for 15 years I was until the pandemic um I used to coach on the side and I've been a personal trainer in a women's gym for 15 years. And I had more women come to me trying to, again, I asked the why I was, I was the only trainer that never put my clients on the scale. I never weighed and measured. I don't care. That's not why I was training, but I had women coming to me with, with what they needed to fix. They needed to get their body back. And I like, which body, like, you know, your well, my original weight, well, my original weight was like nine pounds, two ounces. I don't know what your original weight was, but like, you're not getting back there, right? Like, what do you, what are you seeking to go to instead of embracing and celebrating where you are, mm-hmm. right? Because there's, if you look back, if we, if I look back, like, what was the moment? Oh, that was it. That's what, you know, I had one year at 35 that was perfect and the whole rest of my life is like societal perfect right and the whole rest of my life I'm striving to be what what is that Mm -hmm. why can't we just accept embrace and roll with it and and be our best version of ourselves and take care of our bodies from a place of love not a place of lack and Mm -hmm. you know yes I buy products for my face because my skin is changing and I want to take care of my aging skin because I want to nurture it because I love me not because I hate my looks and I'm trying to prevent something, right? It's like, we need to just, you know, yes, go to the gym. Yes. Work out. Yes. Eat healthy because you love you. Not because you've been shamed into going there. Cause you don't look like the Photoshop 18 year old on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I say that to people too. Like, I'm not here to fix you. You don't need to be fixed. If yes. you- love yourself and you're so determined to live the best life, I'm your person. But if you think you need to be fixed and you're broken and you're hopeless without me, I'm not your person because I see you as whole. And I feel you on that, especially fitness, just in my own journey, doing yoga or working out, getting really sweaty, going for a run. I have done it from a place of self-hatred and I've done it from a place of self-love. And you know what? The self-love place, there was so many more delicious 
delicious workouts and times yeah. where yeah, I actually even pushed myself super hard because I'm like, you got this, you're a goddess, you freaking show exactly. up and you could. And I've been so powerful and build yeah. the strength or lifted the butt or whatever, but it was from never from that outcome. And yeah. that is so different because I spent 15 years like actually trying to count the calories. Like I'm only running to get to 800 calories because that's what I ate and that's what I have to, Mm -hmm. and I hated myself and I was always, it just never worked. I never was the body I wanted, but when I work out from self-love, I am capable of so much more, more committed, but also more just in love. And there's been times I'm halfway through a workout and I'm like, you know what, right now I actually need to be in a bath or I'm super starving. I need to eat, or I feel like I just need to sit and cry. And I'm going to do that instead because that is equally as beneficial, if not more than just hardcore working out. Right. So I love how you're saying that is like, yeah, I always, as a trainer asked the first session, what's your, why, like, why are you here? What do you, you know? And, and I had many women who would say to me, well, I want to look like you like, yeah, Okay. I'm five foot one. I have this ridiculously small bone structure. Like you're not going to look like me. You're not, you're five foot seven and you have like these gorgeous broad shoulders and like I can't make you five one. I can't like nothing we do is, you know, you need to be your best version of you and I'll be my best, best version of me. Like, don't try to be anybody else in this gym. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's bring you. And I do believe that when you feel empowered, you know, the body, mind, soul thing is real. When you feel empowered in your body, you feel empowered in your mind, you feel empowered in your soul. It all goes together. So when you love yourself deeply, you are empowered, like you said, to work out from a place of love and it's a really great workout and it feels good and you feel good and that makes you more confident and then you radiate beauty and the whole thing works together, but it has to be from a place of love, not a place of fear or denial or lack or punishment or self-sabotage or because you ate a piece of cake, your whole life is ruined now and it's, you know, it's eat the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say for people that are really resonating with this? And I think of people I know, and I think of clients I've had and the people that really resonate with this, but also struggle in the moment of like wanting to have the perfect, you know, the makeup on, or, you know, how the people that have struggled with that, that pressure to show up done up or the filters or whatever, but they're really deeply resonating with what you're saying. And they're wanting to sort of bridge that gap. Like, where do we start in the anti-anti-anti-aging process Mm. and really embracing who we are? Um, I would say start with giving yourself permission to question some of the reasons that you're doing things and to ask if it really matters. And I'm not saying don't wear makeup. I'm just saying wear it for the right reasons, right? I still want to look my best and feel like I'm, that I'm looking beautiful. And I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't mean like letting it all go as they'd say, but it's, it's ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. And then, and then question some things like, what is wrong with that new wrinkle that showed up or what is wrong with, you know, going gray or what is wrong with like, you know, why are you, what's your, why what's holding you back and learn to question, you know, just start questioning it. And, and I would love to work with you and I would love to have you on my tribe that I'm creating and, and join my program. But if you, if you're, um, I'm definitely here for anybody who wants to reach out and continue the conversation, but I would say like to begin 
start questioning, give yourself permission to ask, like, does this make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, like I stood in that, in the drugstore that day, looking at the aisle called anti-aging. And I thought, what is that? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Right. So give yourself permission to challenge some of the things that I'll say to my own generation, I'll give you permission to question because you were always taught not to, and you're allowed to mm-hmm. permission to question. And for anybody younger who has questioned it, just, you know, ask yourself what your why is. Can you love yourself more? I love that. I definitely feel the the ways where that was huge in my healing with my body. And I remember it just popped up as it seems very trivial, but one day I realized that I do not have to wear a fucking push-up bra. <laughs> This was back in the day where I was trying to like be something. And I was like, oh, this bra is so uncomfortable. I just want to wear like a sports bra, like a nice, maybe a little stretchy, but like mostly cotton. And one day I was like, well, why not? And I realized, okay, I'll keep that push up bra for that dress that the straps work and it feels awesome. And I wear it for those hours and then I take it off. And that's where I wanted to be. But I'm not going to make what push them up to what? Like, I. I've got some boobs here. Like, why do they need to be up near my neck? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And all of those little things, like, you know, even wearing Spanx and this and that. And again, if your why is that you want to feel amazing and it makes you feel amazing, cool. But if it's because you're broken and you're not enough, and if I showed up in a sports bra, no one would take me seriously, then maybe how can we shift that? Um, Yeah, I love- examples of that, you know, like examples of how we- how there's an industry that's making money mm. pushing you to feel this way. Mm-hmm. And you look back, you know, when I was younger, the the fad, like the thing to have was a very thin eyebrow, right? And everybody did everything they could to have a very thin eyebrow, right? And now the industry decided that it's more fashionable to have a bigger, more defined eyebrow. So now everybody, and look how we move and shift. Like, look how we're like, okay, now it's like a big butt is in. Okay, so everybody has to have a big butt or big boobs, right? And I think like what happens when they shift it and you've had all these implants and next year the fashion is to have a flat butt and no boobs and you already jumped in on the other fad. Like it's, you know, like somebody makes these rules so that we run and spend a lot of money because we feel not good enough about ourselves if we don't because that's what the messaging is all telling us. Mm. And yet at the end of the day, you got to love you because it's all fluid, right? And you're always you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so beautiful. It's kind of like, sometimes I teach about like the, um, short-term pleasure and long-term pain and how we tend to default into that, especially when we're coping, we're reacting, we're in stress. And so it's that short-term like, oh, but if I have puffy lips now, or if I get my face lifted now or whatever, but eventually it always looks weird. And maybe that's just my perception, but I feel like if someone gets a lot of work done on their face, maybe it looks cool for a bit to some people or to themselves, but there always gets to this point where either you keep chasing it and you start just looking half plastic and a little bit off. I think it's even subconscious. We go like, that's not what the crone looks like. Wait a minute. Right. Right? And And let's like the crone doesn't have to look like that image that pops into your head. Like who created that old, like, you know, I had a friend say that to me because I said, I'm going to let my hair go gray. And she's like, don't, don't. And I said, why not? She goes, cause you look like, and I go, well, I'm not going to look like that. I'm going to look just like this, but with gray instead of, you know, like it's that image. Let's change the image of the Chrome, right? Like, let's just 
all allow each other to be exactly who we are Mm -hmm. and celebrate that and Mm -hmm. not try to fight against anything. You're not going to suddenly have a hunchback, curly, like frizzy gray hair, a big hook nose with a word on it. And like, it's not going to happen, right? (laughs) It's not going to happen. Like you're still going to be you, right? It's funny because when I see crone, I actually see like goddess and in my mind, it's long gray hair, but actually the skin is like smooth, not from perfection, but from wisdom and from just like that grace, it feels like grace to me is what the energy of a crone is. But I hear you that people perceive like old as a certain thing. And I actually have been noticing as, as trends change and as fashions change when I was young old people will say we're always in like beige, stretchy pants and like beige, big (laughs) underwear and big beige bras and everything is beige, but I'm actually noticing now like fashion. And I'm sure like, you know, different clothes are available styles. I'm constantly seeing people that are above 50, above 60 with cool purple hair or piercings or, you know, wearing whatever. So it's actually there. It's, it's the time more than ever that society is also celebrating differences. Although there's a deep systemic thing that's going on, we can't deny that it's also time to be you just the way that we're embracing all styles of life and all sexual preferences and all different having kids, not having kids. We are starting to embrace it more. So it's kind of like, like you are doing pave the way for future generations or for your friends to give themselves permission for your children to give themselves permission by you walking the path first, because we are in a time where I think we're moving more and more into people waking up and realizing these things. I agree. Yeah, I think so too. I think it is the time to make that shift. And yes, like the, the original vision of the crone years was exactly what you're saying. And somehow our culture twisted it into being something, but the maiden mother crone is a gorgeous triple goddess privilege that we get to walk. And, you know, you can embody her at any age really. So, you know, I think it's time to just shift all those, all the messaging, all the, from an industry that's trying to make us feel like shit, just be authentic to you. Let yourself be your best version of you all the time from a place of love and, you know, not, not take in all the rest because it's, it's just industry and it's story that we need to rewrite. Yeah. So the last thing I want to ask you, um, and then I would like to talk a little bit, ask you about your business and how we can find you, but I'd like to ask for the moms or um, caregivers, grandparents, the people that are around children, um, how do you think is the best way that we can carry this message forward and how do you try to model that to your children in, in sort of the way you talk to them, but also the things that you're not saying, the way you're being? What do you think is the, the best ways we can kind of pass that on? Yeah, that, I love that question. And I'll admit that I have shifted all of that in the past five years or so from what I was when my kids were younger, because, you know, it's been 30 years and times have changed and my awareness has grown. So I stand now in my full power and my authenticity. I claim me, I am letting my hair go gray. I'm not saying everybody has to, and I fully get if you don't, but I just, I want to see what it looks like. If it, if it suits me, I've been every color under the sun. So why not try gray? Um, I just think be authentic. Don't, don't share forward the message that you're doing something out of fear, right? Like, you know, I used to have a client at the gym who told me that her mother got on the scale after every single meal. 
And now this client that I had lived in fear of gaining a pound ever. It was like, you're, she got that from her mom. That was a, her mom obviously was wounded by whatever. And she passed that wound to her daughter. So I'm saying, do your work, like heal your wounds so that you don't pass them to your children and, and love yourself enough to lead by a place of love and confidence rather than messages like when we were younger we heard things literally like what will the neighbors say or or you know like love you do you be you you are here to be you that's why you're here so fully embrace embody it question things that don't make sense to you because that's where anxiety comes from anyway and allow yourself to be authentically you mm, i love that and I think that that is more important than a conversation you have. You know, I remember as my daughter was approaching puberty and I'm like Googling, how do you talk to your kids about puberty? Yeah. And I kept seeing, don't make it one conversation, make it an ongoing thing. So I was like, okay. And I wanted to kind of start early so that she wouldn't be all weirded out with the period talk. But it feels like the same thing here is that it's the way you are being, it's healing your wound. It's just you not buying into those norms or that understanding, subscribing to those things. So naturally you're going to pass it on to your kids. Um, I also personally, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I personally, with my daughters, um, I think I said this before we hit record, but I just make sure that they always know what I look like with no makeup. That sounds funny, but I don't wear a lot of makeup generally. Um, and especially my off time, my down days, the mornings, the evenings, the whatever, like I just make sure to be me. And half the time there's no bra. They see me in all the ways. And they also see me when we go out, I might kind of like get myself together more, but they don't see me look like a radically different person. So not everybody's path is that way. And some people love to play with makeup. I know so many creative yeah, people and makeup fine. artists, and yeah. it's not about what you are and aren't doing, but it's just, to me, I want to model that like I'm enough. And I hear people say like, oh my goodness, I went to the mailbox and I ran into this person and I did, I wasn't even, didn't even have my makeup yeah. on. And I remember <laughs> my mom saying, and she didn't even wear a lot of makeup, but I just remember it. We be leaving. She'd say, hang on a second. I got to go put my face on. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, I got to go put my face on. Yeah. And like I say, she didn't even wear a ton of makeup. I don't feel like that was a horrible message she gave me, but right. even that is like, put my face on. Like what do you have on now? Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's I think just that open conversations with our kids are super important all the time. My, I'm, I don't hold back on, on conversation. And I guess there's like, it's different with each kid. Cause I have like my oldest daughter's less comfortable with some conversations I have a boy in the middle and then my youngest daughter and I who literally there is like we just share it all there's like nothing we you know but I think it's important that you know we did talk about periods like it's not a big deal if you if don't make it a big deal it's not a big deal it's not it's something to be celebrated really right it's not something to shame there's no shame in getting your period right and there's no shame in going through menopause there's no shame it's just it's your body being your body and you're doing what you're meant to do because you're a woman and you're a goddess woman. And I think just having conversations, sexuality, all of it, it's just, let's just talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, we don't have to make it weird. Our kids will, it'll only be weird. You know, I guess an example, I've said this with, with 
you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, when people were like, oh, the poor kids, they have to wear a mask. And then I go, kids don't know the difference. You know, you tell them to put their mittens and their hat on, they put their mittens and their hat on. You tell them to put their mask on, they put their mask on. If you were going, oh, they have to wear mittens, the poor thing, then they'd be like, oh, mittens, right? But don't make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. Sexuality is something that we all should have and celebrate and, and enjoy, right? It's not something to be shamed. I think if we're just authentic and have conversations with our kids about life, then they have life mm-hmm. without worry, without shame, without judgment, without fear of shame and judgment, without, you know, there's no, there yeah. should never be fear of shame and judgment. Yeah. Definitely. And I think being careful of like, you're, I mean, you covered it, but as you do the work, you're more aware of the subconscious programming and sometimes completely conscious, <laughs> you know, yeah. be wrinkle free in 20 days. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, but it's like, what are you going to chemically peel my skin? Yeah. It's a chemical peel. Oh God. Like I did not think that was real. Yeah, okay. The word. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't even hear the chemical word peel. What even Botox, like, did you know, tox stands for toxin? <laughs> anyway. Yes. And both stands for botulism. Oh, geez. Um, anyway, but I was just thinking with the kids, um, something just because I know there's a lot of parents here that want to be really intentional parents and, you know, we're raising conscious kids. So I also noticed things like, okay, so my 11 year old started getting like armpit hair and I just didn't make it a thing. And her stepmom like bought her a razor and her stepmom's great, but I just was like, Ooh, you know, and she's like, yeah, I shaved. And I was like, oh, why? Well, because, you know, she bought me a razor and said that I should. And I, and she didn't want me to get made fun of. And I went like inside. It was like, okay, this is interesting. I mean, the, there's the consent thing. Like ask her, do you want to shave? Or like, yeah. I wouldn't have said anything until she came to me and said, I think I want to shave. And then I'd say, why do you want to shave? Exactly. You know, and that's what why. my approach would have yeah. been. So I just said to her, like, you know, you can make that decision, but I didn't shave at your age and it's totally natural. And I actually noticed she hasn't since. And that was like last year. And so she just even giving them permission that you don't have to do, even if someone else, a friend shaves, like, does it feel true to you? And I've noticed that too, with she wanted to buy like face wash. And I was looking at all these face washes and they're all saying like anti-acne or smooth baby skin or something. And I was just, so aware, like we use natural products anyways, but so aware of even the cleanser I was buying her that it yeah. wasn't saying something that's going to get in her head, like yes, zits her back. Because it's such like, a negative message. The whole anti-aging, anti-anything is even message your skin. Like you're about to be a teenager, my love. Right. And if you're, skin. yeah. And if you're like <laughs> 80, 90% of teenagers, you're not going to have clear skin and that's okay too. And I have and like freckles. Kids, have it's not skin. hard enough to be a teenager anyway, but you have to be shamed for having acne, which you're going to have, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's just, you know, they're shamed for getting a period. They're shamed for getting acne. They're shamed. Like really, that's a lot, you know, when you're just trying to be you anyway and figure it out as a teenager, that's enough. Also, just as we're talking, I'm how you were saying about how we want to we want to be young, but we want to be old, but we want to be, and it's almost like with these kids that are say our youngest or my youngest, who's 11, that age, 
it's like, we want to grow them up. We want them shaving. We want them using products. But then as soon as they get to be, what did you say? It's doom after 30 or something, 35, (laughs) but then we want to slow it down. It's like, oh my goodness, can't we just be where we are and love it? Which is what you're saying. I talk a lot about the shoulds and I say to people like, we're getting rid of the shoulds. Like there's no shoulds. And then it seems that when you hit a certain age, which I love that one too, like what is a certain age? What does that mean? Right. But like, then your list flips to shouldn'ts, right? Right, You had all these shoulds and now wait, 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 now it's going to all be shouldn'ts. And yeah, like, when do I just get to be me? Right. Oh my goodness. I have this list. Is there like a checklist of like accomplishing, you know, aging well, what does that mean? If I've aged well, it means I've accomplished some form of staying youthful means I've aged well what is that why can't I just age like like I did from 20 to 30 nobody had a comment about how I did it from 20 to 30 (laughs) right I wasn't like oh good for you you aged well from 20 to 30 but now suddenly at 60 I'm, I'm judged on how well I'm doing it and that checklist is all about how I managed to stay looking 20 which I'm not 20 I'm not going to look 20 And regardless of what that ad says, I can put that whole tub of cream on my face. I'm not coming out wrinkle free. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is just, I love that should to shouldn'ts. And I'll say that to clients, like stop shutting all over yourself. Yeah. That's a way to think. I say like we're doing a should cleanse. Totally. Right. And it is so funny how it's like, we're just constantly resisting. And I think I personally, the way I see life is it comes back to that piece of like, we do anything to avoid the work of what it would take to love ourselves right now in our skin, with our dimples, with our lines or not lines at our age, whatever that means. Like, could you love yourself right now? And I remember on my eating disorder healing journey, it was a long time that I contemplated the question, could I love myself at 200 pounds at 300 pounds? And forever, I was like, no, that's just where I was at. I've always been very honest with myself. No, I couldn't. No, I couldn't until one day it was like, you know what? I think I could because I'm yeah. still the same one looking out of those eyeballs, like you said. Yes, exactly. And if I can truly love me, then it means it doesn't matter what happens to my body. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to always focus on being healthy. It's a big part of my life, but that wasn't the question. But that's from and, a place of love, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like if you show up fully loving you without judging you, then you offer that outward and no one else is really going to they're not judging you either, right? You just think they're going to because society said you're supposed to, right? But if if you can love you, you know, you're not, your value and lovability is not determined by anything and how you look. Right. And anyone who thinks it is, they're not your people anyway, right? Well, so and they're, they're projecting, as you know, they're projecting their self-judgment onto you. Exactly. So even your friend who's probably a really close person going like, well, why don't you get Botox? That's right. only their own ability to not get Botox. <laughs> That's right. what's speaking. their fear of getting old and they're throwing it at me, right? Totally. Like, so even I if I'm had- sorry. (laughs) I did a survey when I first decided to go gray. And I said on Instagram, I said like, yes or no. And I went like this and, and my generation was like, I put hell no, I put yes, do it. And I put hell no. And my generation was like, hell no. And anyone like forties, thirties, twenties is like, yes, yes, do it, do it. So I felt like, you know what? 
they are craving that wise woman energy. They are craving that archetype to show back up in society Mm. and my generation's denying it. Yeah. Needs to flip. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, this has been so good. I know we could just, let's just record and do two more hours of just riffing on life. (laughs) Or maybe I should keep it recording for everyone. Cause I know you guys are, I'm sure everyone listening is loving this. You're so authentic And there's something about you as well, like just your energy that you're so, I really feel that divine feminine energy and the the true power that that brings because a true divine feminine energy is in truth and is in wisdom. Doesn't have to be the loudest in the group screaming something aggressive. It's actually about like that message of love and loving yourself. And I just love everything that you bring and the way that you bring it. And so thank you so much for being on the show and bigger than that. Thank you for activating this message because people need to hear it and they need to rehear it at all the ages. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you for feeling what I'm offering. And yeah, your words are beautiful. Thank you. My, it's been my pleasure. And I think so too, we could probably go on for hours. Yeah. It's (laughs) so fun. So tell us about your business. Also where we can find you, uh, where you like to hang out, what kind of, I know you mentioned groups, you mentioned one-on-one tell Mm -hmm. us about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm often on Instagram. It's underscore Barbie Liss. Um, you can find me on Facebook and I have a Facebook group in there, but Facebook is my name, Barbie Liss. Um, website, same name, barbieliss.com. Um, I do one-on-one coaching um, for women. It, we get into societal conditioning and wound healing and mother wound healing and generational healing and replanting those seeds and walking into resilience of walking into our chapters empowered. Um, I am creating right now, will be launched shortly, um, a group, an anti-anti-aging sisterhood, like I said, that will be a, a tribe of women on this path to heal those wounds. We'll talk about the conditioning. We'll talk about things that want to be healed. We'll touch on topics that are relevant to women at many ages and just women who want to walk empowered forward and claim that claim the power of our years put on that crown with a group of sisters and make it gorgeous Mm, that's so powerful i love that so much for this beautiful talk i'll put all your information below everybody make sure to go check out barbie lists on instagram and on all the places joining the sisterhood and really being a part of this because it's important for us and most important for our future generation so thank you again for being here today thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want you to take a second to take a breath with me and embody everything you just heard. Take one deep breath in and let it all go. One more deep breath in and let it all go. Thank you for being a seeker. Thank you for tuning into the show. It's an honor to serve you and I'll see you in the next episode. 